When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes. Like, but I, I, if I'm correct, the audio listeners should be able to hear us, so we don't need to stop. Is that right, Kevin? Um, do we just keep going, or do we need to stop talking? No, no, we can keep going. We're no longer muted. That was just an issue with XUSB, which I've since fixed. We have fixed it. Sorry, so yeah, it was two seconds on there. Cool. But yeah, it's rare that we get a KFC together, and so I'm happy yeah. to have you here. Yeah, I'm still sad that we, like, we don't have you in the studio. Right, because like I love doing KHD in person, and I feel like that's what we need is a one-on-one KHD with both of us actually in the same space. Well, we need the um, what did I call it? Um, the well, actually, maybe I never posted this because I feel like there's not as many of us here in LA at this point. But uh, we need the um, the kind of funny LA office. What? I, yeah, but I had a name for it. I call it the guest room. <laughs> oh, oh, that's an awesome name. Oh, I man. like that. Right. That's it be, you know, I get, I get it won't have the fog machine. Like, I understand. You can give a nervous version. But, like, we need that. And then, boom, another idea. We launch, we launch that, right? And then we also launch, a, like, an L.A., like, cast where it's, like, just the L.A. people, like, doing This is Janet content. in Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's me in Paris. And, like, I guess yeah, Getting her <laughs> Renee back. Sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Honestly, I'd be with it. Like, I've always been, I, I mean, I've been saying, right? I'm so down to You basically to live here anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, like, I'm always I'm, in town. I'm down in LA. Like, I feel like every other week. I almost went down yeah. to LA last week and then I canceled at the last second. Um, but yeah, any reason to go to LA, I'm always down for. And if I can, like, yeah. head up the, the guest room, I'd, I'd be down. Right? Be like, come on now. Like, it, it, it's too good. It's too good not to use. It's too good. Janet, how you been? What you been playing? Oh my God, what have I been playing? And then it's like, you're not going to catch me slipping with these embargoes. What have I been playing? I've been playing Fae Farm. Like, man, I'm I playing say I've Spider-Man been, 2. I've been playing Fae Farm. It's, we're too close now to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, no, as I said, I was like, are people going to believe me if I actually say this out loud? Um, How's Fae yeah, Farm? That's trending three. Um, Fae Farm's good. I am pretty early on. I haven't uh, consumed a lot of other people's content. I know y'all with, um, jo- I think Joey had did some content with it, with y'all, like on Gamescast or something, mm-hmm. or at least that was kicked around. Um, I know the what's good people have covered it so it's getting a little bit of a buzz i'm enjoying I, it so far but i'm very early I'm i've like seen a lot of people talk in. about it and i have no idea I, I don't know where this game came from i think it, maybe it was a was it a summer game fest thing it was at sgf because i remember going also, to sgf and seeing like the posters they had so it was at sgf i previewed it at sgf and also they had it at pax and not just that but they were the lanyard for packs so i was like y'all got some marketing money throwing like you know what i mean like those things are and also they had a big like booth area packs as well so it's like oh there's some real dollars behind this marketing who who, is this a square enix joint no this is phoenix labs it's like i feel like it's is it technically indie like it's an indie game yeah i mean it's it's developed by phoenix labs it's published by phoenix labs i have to make a confession when it comes to the whole like indie game debate you know my line for indie games now what's that is, is it covered by the Indian former, aka Jill Grote? If, mm-hmm. if it's on Jill's website, I'm like, that's an indie game. Jill could Jill could put Death Stranding on there, and I'd be like, that's an indie game. Okay, I, yes. I mean, I just gave up on it a while ago, because I used to try to make the hard argument of, like, 
hey, if it's if you have a larger publisher, you're not an indie, like yada, sure. yada, yada, and then Cuphead comes out and then other games come out, like Ori in the Blind Forest and they're published by Xbox or like a PlayStation will put out a game that's published, but it's like an indie game. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this doesn't line up because how is Cuphead not indie, but then like The Witcher sure. is indie, right? Because like that is all CD Projekt doing that. And so right, I had to like, yeah. I had to throw that reasoning out the window. Um, and I've tried to find other, other reasoning that fits here and there. And it's, it's, it's that thing where it's, it's like porn, right? You know it when you see it. It's hard to define. You know, that comes up so often on all of our shows. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite because <laughs> it works so well. Why are we so always well. mentioning this? Indie games are like pornography. You know it when you see it. Yeah. So I, th- I want to say that this is that. But now I'm not. Now I'm like doubting everything. But I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm a couple hours in. What's the, um, what's, the, what's the deal with it? Why is it so special? Why is it like the hotness right right now? Is there it, Are there actual fairies in it? Because it's called Fae Farm. There are. So I'm not that far in. I'm just I'm a humble humble a humble starting player mm-hmm. um but I do believe later you get I think you might get wings I don't know if there's a spoiler but uh, anyway because I'm still like in the preview kind of area like they let you do the preview up to chapter four back when previews hit and then now the full game's out of course so people are going beyond that um so yeah there's magic in it it's farming but it farming with magic um and I think for me so far what the special sauce is is the ways they add they remove a lot of friction from the experience of these kind of games. So like, you know, um, you can jump around, you can like cross the waters, you can traverse really easily. Um, you, all of the, like, you, you get handed all your tools immediately. You're like, here's mm-hmm. all your stuff. I think maybe you get the fishing rod like slightly somewhere else or something. But other than that, like all your main tools are gotten immediately. A lot of little quality of life things. Like when you approach, um, you know, something like I'll say um, a plant to water or um, a mound of dirt to dig up and you like hit the whatever the interact button is, it will automatically use the tool that you need for that task. So like Mm. it removes like a lot. And that's not like for every single task. Like I think you do swap between like general tools, your um, like staff and your fishing rod, at least near the beginning. But stuff like that, there's just like a lot of quality of life aspects to it. And Obviously, everyone that makes a game in any genre is thinking of the games that came before, what they want as players. So I don't want I don't mean to imply that other developers don't have those considerations, because obviously a lot of thought goes into every decision in designing a game. But especially speaking to the team at SGF, like it just felt like they really did a lot of work and the work paid off in terms of thinking of how to make things simple, but also acknowledging that part of the appeal of a farming sim is an aspect of tedium. So it's like, how do you toe the line between tedium and streamlining in a way where people that play 100 plus hours are still going to be having a really good time, even like 100 hours later. So, um, you know, do they succeed? Jury's still off for me just because I'm not far enough in to really mm-hmm. make a call, but I'm enjoying it and I'm ready to keep going with it. Hell yeah. Are you the type of person, are you, are you checking out all the farming slash... I guess life sim games that come out year to year because what last year the hotness was Disney Dreamlight Valley, yeah. which I'm sure still is the hotness, right? But like the year before before that it was Animal Crossing, and I feel like once a year we get another one of these. Are you the kind of dip in every single year when we get the? I dip get the into one? a lot of them, not all of them. Like I have a um a streamer friend, um Robo Dessert, who like does all, does like all of them, and and he rated me during my Fae Farm stream. I'm like, oh, are you playing this? And he's like, no, I'm I'm burned out. I can't I got mm. I gotta take a step back and I was like that's real I understand because he's really in the weeds I'm not nearly as in the weeds I played like yeah the mainstream hits I'm the I'm the the Madden 2k of farming sims like I'll come up for the big ones but I'm not Hell really yeah. in the weeds you know well Janet we're here talking about indie games 
you know, a lot of indie games are developed using Unity, which can, which is included in today's stories because we're talking about Unity, adding on some extra fees, Assassin's Creed Mirage previews, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, in case you missed it, episode 3 of Greg and Brian Altano playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is up right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, that, is, that was funded thanks to your support over during, uh, on the Patreon uh, thermometer push that we did last year. If you want the full series right now, you can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where all the episodes are available for you. Uh, but right now, episode 3 is up. Uh, let me tell you, I've been talking to Roger about this edit, and he's hyping up. He's like, yo... The first three episodes are great, but once you get to episode four, that's where things start to kick in. And so you want to catch up now so you can see the chaos really happen in the next couple of weeks. Thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money and DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have... Five stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, Unity is adding a fee for each time a game is installed. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Unity is adding a new charge for every time a game using the Unity engine is installed, the company announced today. Starting January 1st, a a Unity runtime fee will be charged to any game that has passed a revenue threshold in the past year and a lifetime install count. The amount of the fee... And the thresholds in question vary depending on the type of Unity subscription the developer has. For Unity Personal and Unity Plus users, the thresholds are $200,000 in revenue a year and 200,000 lifetime installs. For Unity Pro and Unity Enterprise accounts, the thresholds are $1 million in revenue a year and 1 million lifetime installs. The fees also vary with Unity personal developers having to pay the most for every install above the threshold, that is 20 cents, while Unity Enterprise accounts pay the least with 1 cent for every install above 2 million. The fees are reduced for developers in emerging markets with Unity personal accounts paying 2 cents per install above the threshold uh, and Enterprise accounts paying, I guess that's half a cent per install. Existing games built on uh, Unity will also, be hit, will also be hit with runtime fees if they meet the threshold starting January 1st. The fees do not apply to non-gaming applications. Quote, we chose this because each time a game is downloaded, the Unity runtime is also installed, the company explained in adding the fee. Quote, also, we believe that an initial install-based fee allows creators to keep the ongoing financial gains from player engagement, unlike a revenue share, end quote. Unity said that its runtime code has billions of monthly downloads. Now, this is a story that I feel like for a lot of the listeners, it's like, okay, what's going on here? I don't understand game engines. I don't understand the, po- the economics slash politics of this shit. The reason why this is story number one is because as soon as this broke, I went on Twitter and all of my developer friends were talking about this and how wild this is, right? Going as far as to like even some of my developer friends being like, 
yo, if you really want to fuck up our financials, just download our game a bunch of times because with each download now, we have money owed over to Unity. Right. Janet, have you been seeing some of the conversation happening around this? Uh, I haven't hopped on to see it yet, but I also have a lot of um, developer people that I follow like in my circle. So I'm sure they're, we're probably seeing some of the same people, to be honest. Um, yeah, this is honestly ha when you were halfway through, like going through the details of what this really ends up meaning, it was giving um, like when PlayStation Plus got revamped and it had like all these extra intricacies and layers and things like it's it's so much to follow. Um, I think it is kind of obviously not for the company it's not counterintuitive but just the idea of it is so odd and i feel like this isn't the first gripe people have had with unity either um and yeah i don't know i feel like it just keeps getting tougher and tougher to be a game developer which kind of sucks yeah you know i think uh for me right like seeing a lot of the tweets come out right even people being like i'm already like i've already developed my game in unity and you're telling me that this game that i'm about to put out next year is going to lose me maybe like tens or tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars based on this new structure that you're adding in late into me developing this game like i know that sucks for a lot of people um but also i think it is so anti what we've seen out of other uh engines where you look at epic and uh what they're doing with unreal and of course epic is a company that has a lot of money and e epic is like trying to get that to everybody's hands so that they make money or so that they make their games available on epic game store so that they can go hey put out your game for free and like in the first six months we're not even going to take any money right like those are the kind of deals that epic's trying to make on uh, on their end that are enticing for developers unity on the other hand seems to be yeah like trying to nickel and dime people based on these small things and i've seen a lot of uh, a lot of blowback on it and like back to the indie conversation right like when i see the unity logo at the beginning of games usually it is more of an indie an indie project right mm -hmm. like i feel like more often than not that's where i'm um, i'm seeing this stuff um or seeing uh, unity mashed up with and i feel like those are that's the crowd that needs the most in terms of financial backing and in terms of like deals like what you're seeing epic give right like this seems like such a backwards move on the unity side of things right Char charging devs more to be able to actually make their games and put out their games yeah um i i agree with you too i kind of have that association granted because i think it costs like if you want to remove that and have your own logo or something you have to like pay extra, pay extra so money like, just, just leave it in you know um yeah and i i do know and i don't know if you have more insights into this um on what people kind of you can any engine's fine right you can like make any game in any engine for the most part but mm -hmm. i do know that like unity at least at a time was sort of in those leading conversations for what a lot of people do start out with um before they kind of maybe decide where the best spot for them is so kind of like you said where there are people that are already deep into this and now they're kind of getting the rug pulled out from under them um it's really unfortunate yeah and to your point of it striking you as the playstation stuff that we've seen before I wouldn't be surprised if we see them turn this around and go, oh, actually, you fucked up. <laughs> because really? it's that, it's that I, fallout I don't meme. I don't know if there's, a, if there's a precedent to them doing that. I think they, I don't know. Like, I mean, if it, blows back on, if it blows back on them in the way that everybody's like, oh, fuck this, we're moving out, then I think sure. we see them turn around on it, right? Like, it's that fallout meme of everyone disliked that. Like, I'm not seeing anybody go, well, actually, guys, if you really think about it, like, there's nobody that's giving that argument, at least from what I've seen, right? It's everybody being like, oh, you're just costing us extra money to make our thing. And now with every download, I saw somebody in chat ask like, 
why not do it via purchases, right? Like, isn't that isn't that the norm? And I think the reason why they're doing it via downloads is because of Xbox Game Pass and the um, mm. growing popularity of video game subscription services where now people are just straight up downloading games, right? It isn't, like, you can, let's say you can be a Sea of Stars, for example, and sure. launch, uh, was Sea of Stars also on PS Plus? I know it was on Xbox Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, it was on, actually, it had a great rollout in terms of um, being financially accessible to yeah. a lot of people. So let's let's make that the example, right? If you're Sea of Stars, and I don't know the engine that Sea of Stars uses, you're Sea of Stars, and you put yourself on PS Plus, and you put yourself on Xbox Game Pass, let's just say maybe there, there were deals made for them to be able to launch that way, right? Hey, we're getting this money from Xbox, and or we're getting this money from PlayStation so that we can fund our development, right? Not have to worry about this money being lost, as Unity or as whoever the engine, um, um, the, and the whoever the engine is for that game, right? They're not seeing as much money for that, I imagine, depending on what the deal is, depending on what the fa- the financial setup is there. If it's a per downloads thing, you're not seeing that money back, right? And so you're seeing these games get tons of success and tons of downloads and tons of uh, uh, a, a larger player base, and you're not seeing that money back. And you get, I, I think you get a bit salty about it and go, well, how do we how do we see that money? And the solution sure. there is to go da- per download as opposed to per purchase. I think that sucks. I don't think that's right, right? And like based on the feedback and based on the the outcry online, I think a lot of people are feeling the same way, right? But this, I, I think the thing is, this feels like an overcorrection of how do we account for that? Yeah, I think also too, like it's kind of the first one gets out the door, gets shot type thing. It's also a, like what is the norm situation because, um, God, what's that? <laughs> I feel like it's a bad sign when I'm quoting the Joker, but what's that line the Joker says in Dark Knight? Um, like when it's according to plan, <laughs> you know nobody cares. No, no. <laughs> yeah, blessing. That's how exactly, I get yeah. Uh-huh, that's exactly what I was going for. No, um, I'm going to butcher it, but it's, you know, no one minds when it's according to plan, even if the plan is horrifying. And he was talking about, you know, mm. the atrocities that happen every day that no one cares about versus like the one that, you know, is a surprise one. Um, and that's kind of, I think, true of aspects of capitalism right it's what we're used to companies getting away with that becomes what's like oh well that's how it is like and you know you see this with on the consumer side again it's a little apples and oranges but like the cost of what games are like okay it's like a lot until eventually everyone does it and then you're like okay this is our new norm is you know 50 60 70 and that continues to rise um of course again the reason i say that's apples and oranges is that's a lot about helping you know the cost itself of development and putting that on the consumer after a certain point versus this which is like the cost of the creative outlet and how expensive that can end up being um and i think if unity ends up being the only um engine that has something like this i think you will start to see that shift if you haven't already again like you've mentioned like people have gone off of unity for some time for various reasons right everyone has their their engine of choice but i think this could really force their hand in a negative way or the scarier thought they get away with it and other people are like hey why should I be, you know, because people are only the good guy because it also benefits them too. Like that's also a financial calculated move move for maybe they can afford to lose here and gain somewhere else, right? Yeah. And for the record, right, after looking it up, Sea of Stars was developed in Unity. And so I wonder if this is like a direct reaction to like, oh, fuck, they got 250,000 players. I thought players. you were going to mention the, the Joker quote. Oh yeah. yeah look that, look that up too. I did look it up and I, I nailed that Joker quote. You know how I got this smile? That was definitely not the quote, is you know how I got these scars. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like, that I, that could be it. I mean, that was like a that game, the only per not only the only person, right? But like the only person that knew what that game was was you somehow secretly with the draft. <laughs> but um like I ever, there was a lot of hype around that game, but I never would have expected it to make the splash it did. And I think, yeah, like the rollout it had with being 
the the rarity of both a PS Plus sector and a Game Pass sector at the same time, like it was just you yeah. know almost unseen of. Like I'm sure some people have done that before, but like I haven't seen something like that hit as hard, as big, as easily for people to jump in in forever. Yeah, and people in, in chat are saying 250,000 copies sold for Sea of Stars, which is actually kind of wild because that then makes me think, okay, how much, how many players does it have based yeah. on it launching on Game Pass and PS Plus? Like, that number actually has to be insane. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this shakes out in terms of seeing if they reverse this or, like, <laughs> do other engines go, ah, oh, actually, maybe they got a point, right? Like, what happens oh, when, when Epic, and based on Epic's current run, I don't see Epic doing this, but yeah. what if they are, like, Oh, actually, yeah. Like a lot of people are re releasing these games on subscription services, and we're seeing we're losing money based on that. What if we did go per download? I think the the tough thing about it though is that per download probably isn't the right metric. Um, mm -hmm. And I wonder how. Like, does this count? If say for me, right? Like, I like to save space on my PlayStation. If I am deleting and re-downloading games, does that get counted as part of this metric? Am I costing the developer? 20 cents every single time i, That's what I was download thinking a thing. you know i i always joke like that it doesn't i mean it costs like to get the game right like for the consumer but i'm like oh just um like i joke about games that i want people to check out it's like you know what download it and just don't play it like whatever and now yeah. it's like, now it's like has... wait, 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 don't download <laughs> don't download yeah. unless you're gonna play this shit yeah because like, they're charging me and especially too when you think of like again i don't know how into the weeds if it's if it straight up is like just straight up a download because also like you know I have multiple devices that I might download stuff on. Like, you know, like I have two PS5s that I access and I download my games on both of them so that I can play in my office and in the living room, let alone like if I, you know, if you do cross-play stuff or you're like installing and uninstall. Yeah, it's just, I download games and re-download and uninstall all the time. It's like all I do. That's like most of what gaming is. It's just downloading the games. Yeah. It's funny. I like went on Twitter to see if I can find the some of the tweets from dev, from sure, devs. Sure. And as soon as I go to my Twitter homepage already, I'm seeing like other devs tweet the same thing. Like my Twitter homepage is dominated. Of course, I follow a lot of devs, right? But like they're all talking about the same thing of like, man, this Unity thing is so wild. Um well, the homie Del Walker, who was on the, the Blessing Show back in February, right? Unity versus Unreal perfectly showcases how an IPO can shift a company's focus from product quality to pumping the stock value, right? Like people are seeing this purely as a as a as a money move. And so Again, we'll see, man. Like, it seems like a tone-deaf move based on what I'm seeing from a lot of people. Uh, and, yeah, it doesn't seem good for the for, uh, for the space. But Not that it um, means anything. Because now, now I'm wondering, I'm like, what is the vibe of my Twitter, right? And it, um, immediately it's, like, a, just a bunch of indie stuff. But then it's also, I do have, like, someone on my feed as well talking about there's no way they don't roll this back because it's so, like, bad and everyone hates it. But I, yeah. I don't know. There's I've seen a lot of bad moves just stay. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the funny one I saw was somebody being like, hey, if you want to fuck up a dev, like, don't even, based on this, don't even review bomb. Like, instead of review bombing, just download their game <laughs> over and over. Let's download bomb them. And, like, like oh that's going to be a thing that's going to fucking ripple back on them. So, good luck out there. Story number two, Assassin's Creed Mirage uh, has previews up right now. We got a quick pre preview roundup for you we're going to start off with ian Hyten at eurogamer who titles their preview assassin's creed mirage feels like a clear-sighted return to the series roots uh, it reads like this baghdad really is the perfect setting for mirage's vision to return to the roots of the assassin's creed series with an homage to its original game and after playing it myself i can say bordeaux has done a great job of doing just that there's a return to stealth and scouting as a focus, which really recreated that feeling of classic Assassin's Creed gameplay. 
especially now that social blending is back. And thanks to the tightly packed, busy streets of Baghdad's round city and its surrounding towns, parkour is once again at the forefront of the action when it comes to avoiding combat and just generally getting from place to place. It wasn't until the last portion of the gameplay demo that I finally got to enter the round city and catch a glimpse of the game's full potential. Along with a host of new and returning gameplay changes, social blending is back, which is an excellent way of losing pursuers and reducing your notoriety level. This notoriety system is new for Mirage and gives you progressive retaliation from NPCs. So if you've been caught doing something dodgy, like say, failing a pickpocketing minigame, basically a one button quick time event, NPCs will run and alert the guards. This will not only mean the guards will start searching for you, but it will also make friendly NPCs more weary of you, especially if your notoriety level is really high. If so, they in turn will alert guards to your position if they're suitably agitated. Uh, to avoid the guards, I was told you can do things like bribe musicians to create distractions or, at a, as a last resort, get into a fight. It feels like combat should really come as a last resort due to Mirage's emphasis on stealth. And fighting multiple opponents is especially risky, even though Basim has some cool moves under his belt. And then Jim Trinka at VG247 uh, put up their review titled Assassin's Creed Mirage is a course correction, not a reset, and reads like this. The combat has been tweaked uh, to be a lot more high stakes. About 15 hours into the RPG-style Assassin's Creed games, you are generally able to get through most of your fights uh, with your eyes closed. Parry, dodge, special, rinse, repeat. Valhalla is one of the few games that I, a fat-fingered idiot, have turned, <laughs> have turned the difficulty up in because it's, a snore indu because it's snore inducing otherwise. That's not the case here. Basim, a younger version of the character we end up meeting in Valhalla, is liable to get his head kicked off or head kicked in if you don't keep your wits about you. Parry windows are just uh, that little bit tighter, and he's mm. much less of a brute <laughs> than Eivor can ever be. So relying on his finesse and quick wits isn't an optional tactic. It's essential. We're not talking raised difficulty here, to be absolutely clear. Mirage, <laughs> Mirage is just as Fisher-Price as, as every Jesus. other Ubisoft there's, game. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> but the, there's some strong language in this preview. There's a lot going on in this preview. <laughs> but the second-to-second -second decision making in combat is a lot more engaging. Despite how much has been made of Mirage's similarity to the original game setting, which honestly never sat right with me, given that 9th century Baghdad is about as far cry from, uh, the, from 12th century Jerusalem as Zurich is from Hartlepool, <laughs> there's an explosion of color. And they soft had fun writing this. Yeah, they had a blast writing this preview. Uh, there's an explosion of soft lighting here that couldn't be any more different to AC1's bleached out, overexposed, extremely mid-2000s, not much color palette. And it's probably a lot closer to something like Istanbul uh, from, the, from the Ezio trilogy. Bustling, enticing, brimming with history. Everything an Assassin's Creed location should be. Janet, I don't know you as an Assassin's Creed person. Are you, have, is Assassin's Creed your jam? Do you like Assassin's Creed? Asa I, haven't, I haven't really spent time with Assassin's Creed. It's, I, but I've seen it from afar go through every iteration and then back again. And this is the back again part, which is... Uh, an interesting spot to be in. Uh, I will say I'm excited about Assassin's Creed Mirage, and I like want to check it out because it's. I don't, well, what's your Assassin's Creed history? Because I, I I know the the baggage, but I haven't lived the baggage. Have you? Do you got Assassin's Creed baggage? I'm I'm not a fan of Assassin's Creed. Is the wow. short of it. I played through Assassin's Creed. Even the 1. good one. Well, that's the thing is, I played through Assassin's Creed 1, didn't like it. Um, like, I, I, I thought it was okay, right? Like, yeah. it didn't blow me away whatsoever. And then I got about halfway through Assassin's Creed 2 and just decided it wasn't for me, right? And, like, thereon, like, I would see new Assassin's Creed's get de mm -hmm. debuted and go, oh, yeah, it still looks like it's not for me, right? Like, if I had to choose one to try out, 
maybe I'd try uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag because uh, a lot of people talk about how fun the ship battles yeah. are in that game. Or maybe I'd try an Origin or Odyssey because I know that they're a different kind of Assassin's Creed. They're more like RPG focused than what they usually are. That said, um, I look at Mirage and based on these previews specifically, because I've only read snippets from these previews, of course, like these previews are longer. Go over and give the click over to um, these sites that I read from VG247 uh, and Eurogamer and the plenty of previews that are out there. Based on these previews, they are talking this thing up as a stealth game, which I know yeah. is where the roots of Assassin's Creed are, right? Like Assassin's Creed 1 was you, you know, running away from guards, blending in, right? Jumping into <laughs> into haystacks, right? And uh, having that like open world stealth gameplay, which is what Assassin's Creed, I'd say, did such a good job of bringing to the forefront in a different way than other stealth games did. And then kind of evol evolved past that. Uh, the way that specifically the second preview I read here from, from Jim talks about um yeah like this is a th like this is a stealth game right or like even the the first preview talking about like you fight as a last resort here that stuff does appeal to me because i do like stealth games i do love metal gear, metal gear solid i do love hitman i do like the idea of having a notoriety level system and having to um you know hide from guards that are chasing after you and and like you know paying people to play music so that you can get away all that stuff sounds really fun to me in a way that makes me want to try this out but yeah, my history with Assassin's Creed is just that, like, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of rolled off, right? Like, I've not been somebody who's gotten super into it. Yeah, um, I'm pretty, pretty much in the same boat as far as excitement for this. Like, I also love stealth games, also love Middle Year, and playing most games stealthy as much as I can. Because um, I feel like at this point, we don't have a lot of pure stealth games, but a lot of games have stealth elements, or stealth is, like a big drawing point right like we there's the meme of the you can go in stealthy or guns of light you know yeah and yeah and even the stealth is the last resort thing i think is definitely um a bit of a trope in itself of a lot of times that's sad but then it's like is it is it actually that hard to do and it does seem like there's you know there's pockets in these previews that speak towards not necessarily a difficulty but a requirement of of investment from the player of like okay you gotta you can't just like let this auto run you really you gotta be a little bit more on it um not gonna lie the idea of tighter parry windows even though i'm not sure what the parry windows are before you already know me <laughs> oh, carrying yeah. like why do we gotta you know what i mean like why do we i, I, do I hear you right like why i mean, do that's do this all the time in the streets they do call me parry poppy like i do like a good do. i do like yes. a good tight parry window right but I, the, the way that this preview describes it it makes me think about how in hitman once you, once you get caught it's pretty much over for you like you can fight but you're yeah, you're not you're not gonna win a big shootout in Hitman, and I, the way they're describing it here in this preview, like of course Assassin's Creed, you're usually able to like win a big a big fight. It's not guaranteed, but like in in, in classic Assassin's Creed, you could fight out of a, out of a situation if you really wanted to, if you really needed to. This gives me like Hitman vibes of, hey, like if you're gonna fight, you gotta you can't fight your way out of everything like it is a more challenging uh fighting system that's gonna be a bit more demanding of you like this game wants to be wants you to be creative with how you go about escaping or how you go about stealth and again like that's something that appeals to me one of the things that i didn't love about playing the og assassin's creed was that I, it always felt like i was waiting for somebody to attack me so i can click the parry button and then kill them and then wait for the next person and then sure. like hit the parry button and then kill them right it was that slow all right i know i'm gonna get out of this it's just a matter of all these guys trying to hit me and then me taking them out um i want a bit more i guess like dynamic encounters that feel like they could go anyway that for me that's what sounds fun 
Yeah, and I think um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see them sort of. I know you know the previews are kind of like debating like it's a return to form, but not like a full return to form. Like the idea of them sort of it's, it's weird because they've had like different peaks, right? You talk about um, Black Flag being like one of the pillar ones you ask fans of the series they're like that's the one but it's that one and then also the um whatever what was it before odyssey um it's like they have different bests for the style of yeah that's the thing is, is like you know for like the classic assassin's creed yes. people would point to assassin's creed 2 and like the two trilogy and stuff right but then you get a three and people are like oh, i don't know about three and then you get to black flag and people are like oh yeah this is it and then you yeah. i think after that, the next one you probably jump to that people are going crazy about would probably be Origin and Odyssey. Odyssey, especially if you talk to somebody like Greg Miller, who's like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is the Western RPG Assassin's Creed that you can play for 50 hours and get lost in and all this stuff, right? But then aside from those, right, it's like those pockets of, oh, yeah, I like Syndicate because Syndicate was the one that had multiple characters and it was in London and all this stuff. Or, you know, I guess I was going to say Rogue. I don't know that many people that are big Rogue fans, but it feels like all these different Assassin's Creed have, like, their pockets of, like, smaller fan bases but yeah there are those tentpole ones and i think the thing that i appreciate about mirage as somebody who's again not a big assassin's creed person i appreciate that they're taking a left turn like a more laid-back approach to sure. hey, we're putting this out we're not expecting this to be odyssey we're not expecting this to be black flag we're not expecting this to be assassin's creed 2 we're putting out an assassin's creed that harkens back to the core foundations of what og assassin's creed is and we're making this for a specific kind of fan the barrett courtney's of the world are gonna have fun with this right and like if they make a good one of those that's gonna be that's gonna be in their um like the, that's gonna check off as a win right that's gonna be a win yeah. for them it doesn't have to be the biggest assassin's creed ever because guess what maybe next year we get assassin's creed uh red the one where they they're the one that takes place in japan and that gets to be the oh snap we've wanted this forever type of assassin's creed game right and then the next one you get Assassin's Creed Hexy, the one that is the Witch Trials, and that gets to be a cool one. And then maybe it is, all right, now you put out another two of those. Let's put out another Mirage style game that is a bit more laid back, right? Or let's put out a 2D Assassin's Creed if they still make those. Um, I think they found a good balance of giving people what they want, um, but also not overdoing the formula to where it gets tired. Because Assassin's Creed, when it was, when it was happening yearly, I think was running yeah. the risk of, oh, I'm getting tired of this. It's the Call of Duty thing. Yeah, for sure. I, I think one last thing is I'm a I'm excited for Mirage and I feel like, you know, if I'm sitting here, we're trying to predict how it's going to shake out. I think it's going to be a good game that people have fun with. However, I am a little bit worried, even just reading off of these previews or these, the snippets of the previews you pulled, that it's better, but still like kind of basic and basic mm -hmm. isn't necessarily bad. There is like good basic, right? Like pizza is good basic. I know there's gourmet pizzas, but like for the most part, it's like, yeah. all right, like a good is... pepperoni yeah it's so basic this is like, but it's, it's it's nice exactly like it's solid like you don't yeah. sometimes you don't need not every sometimes game you don't need a deep dish sometimes you don't need it's a detroit style pizza yeah like not every game it. needs to be like game of the year contender to be like fun and enjoyable and good but like the i think specifically the line of like mirage is just as from the vg247 preview mirage is just as fisher price as every other ubisoft's game but the second to second decision making in combat is a lot more engaging like like you know what i mean yeah. like it's very like like i mean maybe that's just like the writer's style at the moment whatever but it's very like that's a very loaded statement so like a it's a little backhanded in a sense but like the, oh it's but you get what they mean basic. though that's the thing still is, like, basic. it's yes. it's oh man the, you, we have the ubisoft conversation all the time right and like one of the conversations i think is worth having with ubisoft is yeah like i mean they make a lot of games that 
feel like they hit the same level of quality and yes. the same type of category of game, right? And like it's it's hard for me to get excited about another Ubisoft game. That's why I'm hoping Star Wars breaks the mold. Or maybe maybe even Avatar, but I don't think Avatar is gonna break the mold. Like Avatar looks like a Ubisoft game. That just looks yeah, like Avatar Fallout. Like, Avatar like Fallout with blue people or not Fallout, sorry, Far Cry. It looks like Far Cry with yes. blue people in it. It does look like it it was like I'm like, this is Far Cry. Yeah. Uh, but it look it like, looks pretty because the environment's but Star Wars looks like something that maybe could break the mold. But if I told you, oh yeah, like next week a Ubisoft game is coming out, you know what I'm the vibes are. Bit, I, I get it, but I'm also a little bit of a Ubisoft apologist. Like I just dance all the time. Re remember Rayman? That was fun. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, but I, I, like I, again, I guess it's not for me to say that all Ubisoft games are the same. No, but I think I we feel have you. like there's the Rainbow yes. Six Ubisoft. You know what? A, or not Rainbow Six? Sorry, Tom Clancy. You know what a Tom yeah. Clancy game looks like. You know what an open world Ubisoft game looks like? A Watch Dogs, a Far Cry, I will an say, Assassin's Creed, yes. probably an Avatar. If you say like, as far as like, you know, groups, if you're like, you have to play like this, the next Ubisoft game that comes out, I'm I'm scared on what that assignment's gonna be. Cause again, it could it be fire? Technically, yes. But is For it sure. likely to be a long game that's like just kind of all right? It's like, yeah, that's like the more likely thing, you know, a little bit. Like what so, was the last, <laughs> what was the last like, straight up banger that you played out of ubisoft banger banger that you played out I of mean, ubisoft i this is cheating I, i'm talking nine out say, of ten ten out of ten nah okay see now nah, now now we're getting that i'm talking yeah, banger with a capital b we gotta go we gotta go really far back but i will say to, as a cheat because i feel like you're always cheating in these conversations so i'm gonna mm -hmm. cheat um i am looking forward to um the prince of persia game coming out like i played that mm -hmm. at sgf and like i really like that Again, that doesn't count because it's not out yet. But I'm like, I again, and nine out of ten, that's a high, that's a high bar, that's a high bar. I do yeah, think I that the new the Prince Raymond of Persia games. game has the chance to do that, and I also, I also think the new Star Wars game has a chance to do that, right? Like, I think the thing with Ubisoft is that they have to turn that corner and figure out, all right, what is our vision? What is our voice? How do we break out of this mold that we've been in? Because yeah, when I think back to the last banger Ubisoft game I played, and I, I would have to really go through the Rolodex. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me would be uh or rainbow six siege but that was so long ago like, i'm sure there has there has to have been something since rainbow six siege a lot of people are dropping watchdogs 2 in chat um yeah. far cry 3 which of course i love too but that was like that was 2011 no, or something especially the bar you put nine or ten like and i, I didn't play watchdogs 2 i played like the one the lead i played legion um which <laughs> i liked fine but like you know it didn't mm. i think the the last like nine out of ten ten out of ten would be the Rayman games like legends and origins people are just 2011 2013 People are saying Splinter Cell, right? Which again, this is a decade ago. Like, I'm looking for something out of the last five years ago. Five? You know? Nah. Mm -mm. No, I don't the think we have it. Years. I don't think we have but it. A, but a lot of people love Watch Dogs 2. I forget when Watch Dogs 2 came out, but a lot of people do love that one. But I think that's low key true for a lot of Like, the 9 out of 10 bar is like a rare Mario one and Rabbids. Somebody said Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Good, that's a good one. Good pull. I don't know why Somebody I Somebody says about Ghost that Recon one. Wildlands. Yeah. Oh, so here's, here's my last question before we move on then, Bless. Uh. Do you think this is gonna be that banger that nine out of ten assassin's cream mirage yeah oh absolutely not okay i don't think i don't even think <laughs> i don't think they think it's gonna be that banger no, I, that's fair I think, I think i'm looking for an eight out of ten here that's my oh, thing I, is i do think that, that this will dream. surprise at a like a constant consistent eight out of ten i think enough yeah. people will be like oh yeah this is a great game like this would is... you draft this game no absolutely not no wow oh, damn it's like what right. if i think this is gonna be a 78 on metacritic Again, like a, a, somewhere around an average sure. of eights out of 10, like yeah. some people will give it a seven probably, right? Like 
a four okay. out of five type game. There's actually that's pretty good on a four out of on a five point scale. I th I think this game is going to come out, and I think it's going to um, live up to the task that is putting out for itself. Wow. Or Assassin's Creed Mirage isn't trying to be a ten out of ten game. Assassin's Sorry. Creed Mirage isn't looking around and going, "We're going to compete with the Baldur's Gate threes and the Zelda twos, no. the Kingdoms of the World." They just want to be an Assassin's Creed game for Assassin's Creed fans, and I think that's an eight out of ten. And I think if they hit that, that's a big success. Like they did the damn thing because this also started off as DLC. That's the other thing is that like if you have a game that started off as DLC and it evolves into a full thing and it comes through and it hits like a full game and it like gives people what they want, I think that's a big success. I'll applaud for that. Also, somebody in chat says Trials and Trials is fire. That's a good one. Shout out Trials Fusion and well, whatever the last Trials game, which name I can't remember, but I like that one. Janet, you know what else I like? Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, you can go there. You can get the show ad free. Speaking of ads. Let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple people uh, at Kind of Funny, multiple of my friends at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about and are still paying for. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money, it does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. You can get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code KINDAFUNNY to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KINDAFUNNY. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text HOPENY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. CTKNG.co slash football for eligibility. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Story number three. Speaking of Ubisoft, Ubisoft's X Defiant has been delayed after being rejected by PlayStation and Xbox. This is from George Yang at IGN. Ubisoft could potentially launch X Defiant somewhere between the middle of September to the middle of October after being denied certification by PlayStation and Xbox. In a written update, producer Mark Rubin said that the, uh, Ubisoft started the certification process for X Defiant on PlayStation and Xbox at the end of July. However, in mid-August, Ubisoft found out that the game received a not pass. Uh, if it had passed, then X Defiant would have been released at the end of August. Now, Ubisoft has to search for compliances and functionality bugs within the game and fix them so that it can ship. Ubisoft plans to submit to first-party platforms for certification again in less than two weeks. If the game passes, then it can officially be released by middle to late September. Ruben also states that the game will likely receive a conditional pass, meaning that Ubisoft will have to implement a day-one patch, and Exifiant is looking at an early to middle October release. Quote, If we were following the standard rules for game releases... We would have, have uh, we would have set a date far enough in advance without uh, or with enough buffer uh, to have a confident release date. However, like a lot of things with this game, we have chosen not the typical route. Ruben explained. He continued, "Quote: Having millions of people play your game long before it's ready is not normal. Not being afraid to show an unfinished game to millions of people with all of its flaws is not normal. These were real tests and not just marketing events. So when it comes to when we will release, the real answer is as soon as we can." And we will continue to update you with more info when we have it. End quote. This is fascinating, Janet, because usually we don't get blog posts from developers saying we failed certification. Uh, just yeah. so y'all know, we'll come out soon. That's a new one. Yeah. Um, which I, <laughs> I think the spin is um, an interesting one of like, this is the, the it, not that it's almost good, but it's kind of like meant to be sold as, hey, like, we're doing things differently, like, and for the, you know, better of the game, which I'm sure they do feel that in the sense that, they, you know what I mean? Like, they're trying yeah. to make the best game that they can, right? And obviously, um, the, you know, I, again, it's like, it's, it's, this is a tough one because it's like, well, it's like you planned to fail, sort of, like, you probably went up for, you know, thinking that you could maybe make it or get it through and it didn't end up working out. Um, yeah, it's, it is it is negative news inherently, but um, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that like when X Defiant comes out, it doesn't have necessarily a bearing on like the end product necessarily. But I think it is a place for pause, just because, like you said, it's not a typical thing that you see happen. And I guess it raises concerns about like the process if it's gonna really hit. What, is it gonna barely scrape squeak by, or is it gonna really be? you know stable and solid um obviously there's mentions of like the day one patch which again like day one patches are not like unusual for like any game of really any size at this point but uh mm -hmm. what about you bless you said you've played like a little bit of what was it with the beta is that what it yeah i played the beta back uh earlier in the year and i had fun with it like i i think exifying actually is pretty cool um it's it's another one though like when we get into the conversation of assassin's creed mirage and what's the success for it where do you think it hits on Metacritic and all that stuff, right? Like, I don't think X Defiant is Call of Duty. I don't think X Defiant is, sure. like, the, one of the best shooters of the year. But I do think it's competent and fun. And, like, it has its, its shit together in a way that I think is good. Especially, uh, I, I, kind of funny about comments, I'm sure wrong. 
I forget what the release structure of this game is. I have to assume that it's free to play, but I also don't want to assume because you know what that what that that does to you. Um, but like, yeah, if this comes out as a free to play game and it's like pretty decent and it has good updates over time, then I can see it kind of carving out its own space for itself. Um, this blog post that they put up, I think, is pretty interesting because I take it. I do take this at face value. I do like I read this as genuine and transparent of hey this is a game that we are trying to be as open as possible with but we want to provide you guys with updates we want to want to let you guys know where we're at with this thing and we're hoping to like we're hoping that that level of transparency is able to um come back around as feedback that we can take in to make the game better and so them kind of adopting that um idea that ideology of let's be transparent in all things and even let them know when we failed certification I think that's pretty neat. I think that's an insight into game dev slash game production that we usually don't get. And even the timeline of, yeah, like, like we did, we failed this back in um, the summer. This game was going to come out in August, but now it might come out in September to October because of this thing. Uh, that's an insight that we usually don't get. And I, I, I think it's pretty neat that, we, that we're getting that. The thing that also surprised me is that this game failed certification on both PlayStation and Xbox. And based on word of mouth of like the certification process, Usually, like, certification isn't just this game is buggy or this game, sure. like, uh, is bad or whatever. Like, usually, uh, from what I understand, it's, like, if you fail certification, that means you crashed the console. <laughs> like, like, that means you did something, like, there was something in your game that is causing these hard crashes or, like, you're ca causing consoles to lock up in a way that PlayStation or Xbox deems um, unacceptable, right, for a piece of software on their, pro on their, um, on their platform. Because like if you look through the games that make it through to PlayStation and Xbox, just like organize based on release date and look at the latest games that will come out on PlayStation or Xbox and just any game, right? It's gonna be the like it's gonna be the most random. Uh, what was that one game, Life of Black Tiger or whatever? Like you're gonna get those kinds of games, and those are bad video games. Like those are two out of ten. These games are buggy, barely functional, like yada yada yada. But those games make it through. I would think that X Defiant just maybe has some kind of recurring bug sure. in there that's crashing playstations and xboxes um especially if both platforms caught it and so yeah. i hope whatever that is that gets fixed and i hope this game comes out and i hope people like it right i hope they're able to, to build it over time because like i think it's good to have um like a varied amount of like first person shooters and competitive games to try and pose a challenge to the big dogs even though i don't know i don't see the future where x defined as a new call of duty but who knows you know? yeah it's always hard i think when you're entering a space that is that has like the core players already in there where it's like okay well why are people going to your game instead of just like the made ones that are already dominating and obviously there's like a hardcore i think fan base for certain genres that will check out stuff kind of like your question at like, the top about like am i checking out a farming sim right like there are people that play in the competitive space that are like i'm gonna check out whatever's coming out so there'll definitely be space in that sense but i think as far as carving like a more main foothold that's yeah. a, a pretty um tough ask or a, a tough challenge to rise to so yeah we'll just have to see um someone in the twitch chat did also point out um that this is from them they said my understanding from my time in game dev is that it's not entirely unusual for a game to fail cert the first time around but maybe they thought they wouldn't because of the beta so it, it mm. kind of more is a yeah i could see that funky yeah. timing the fact that like the beta came out on consoles people were playing it i could see yeah. them being like, oh yeah we, we got this I also yeah, saw somebody think, else in chat mention that, like, you know, games could fail cert also if, like, the wrong button prompts come up for the wrong console or whatever. Sure. Right? Like, this is me just purely speculating on why the fuck would uh, this game um, f 
fail cert on both platforms. There could be a, there could be a lot of reasons, yeah. but it is an it's unusual kind of, thing. Um, when you started reading the story, I immediately started thinking of um, which, like, I don't know, light spoilers for, like, I think the first or second episode. I'm not that far in, so, like, y'all can spoil it more for me than I can for you. But the bear, when they got, like, that, like, health code rating of, like, it was, like, a C or something. Because yeah. someone, like, left. A, there was, like, a hole somewhere. And I feel like it's, it probably was something, you know, that isn't going to be, again, consequential in the long run, but is kind of an L in the immediate time in the sense that they had, I think, a timeline they wanted to hit. And it either didn't account for failing this first one or, you know, they may have misjudged where it would land at. So now it ends up being a delay when, again, a lot of these kind of things happen, like you said, behind the scenes. And it's just kind of rare for us to be privy to some of these like details on what causes these type of snags. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see when it comes out we'll how the see. full thing holds up. You mentioning the bear also just made me want to like a video game version of the bear. Right, we're like everybody at a game development studio just yelling at each other. Isn't like, that gonna be? Oh my yes, god! Dev. Like a, yes, Dev. There's like a, there's like a little. Uh, <laughs> there's like a little. Uh, there's like an indie game that's. Oh, there's, um, there's Mythic Quest, which I like a lot. Yeah. Which is kind I'm of the same but different thing. I'm probably never gonna find it. I'll friggin' text it to you if I or I'll tweet it out. Like, there's an indie game that's like about. It's like a visual. It's like a story-driven game that's like that, and there's animals, and it's like a development studio. But I don't know uh, if that's out yet, or it's probably I think on my I know wish what you're list. Talking about. Right? It's like the palette's kind of like fall type colors. Anyway, is it like Game know. Dev Simulator or something like that? Or are you thinking of something? No, it's different? something different. It's something different. I don't know. I'll, we'll figure it out. Story number four CD Projekt warns Cyberpunk PC players to check their cooling systems ahead of Phantom Liberty launch. This is Wesley Yenpool at IGN. Ahead of the launch of the Phantom Liberty expansion and 2.0 update for Cyberpunk 2077, developer CD Projekt has warned PC players to double-check their rigs um, are up to the task. Lead scene programmer Philip Piersinski took to X, aka Twitter, to ask Cyberpunk PC players to check their cooling systems in particular. Quote, we use all that you have. So workload on P CPU, 90%, on 8-core is expected, Piersinski said. Quote, to save your time, please run Citibench or similar to check stability of your systems. End quote. I love how they're making PCs sound like a ship in Starfield. <laughs> it's like, check your systems, check your cooling, make sure you're good. Um, Citibench is a free cross-platform test suite that evaluates your computer's hardware capabilities. Piersinski focused on cooling systems due to concern players may hit thermal throttling, <laughs> which in turn may result in poor, poor performance or even crashes. In June, CD Projekt updated Cyberpunk's PC system requirements, highlighting the game will support SSDs for minimum requirements going forward. The developers said the changes were designed to be more up-to-date and target a resolution output of either 1080p or 4K. While the Phantom Liberty expansion is a paid DLC, it launches alongside a significant patch that overhauls the base game and therefore means the PC version will become more demanding. Shane, are you looking forward to this Phantom Liberty expansion? No, I've had my fill with Cyberpunk, I think. Um, but also, like, it was one of those things where the classic, if you played it at launch, it's like, there's a lot of... But also, I played it on PC, so I didn't really didn't have that many bugs. I just wasn't that taken by the story. Um, yeah, it had. there's a lot going on there. But I do know there's a lot of, like, hype around the DLC. Like, I know you're excited for the DLC. Yeah. I think it's interesting that... I mean, it makes sense for, like, how it's baked into the game, right? Where it's like, okay, you have, like the DLC update and like the whole thing becoming like more intensive and them kind of putting this out. I mean, this is definitely like the second you started reading the story, I thought of Greg and his many anti PC bits that he does of like, yes, this is the stuff that 
is part of PC gaming of like making sure things are optimized or like can run or that you can whatever. Like these are all things where this is going to be a Google for me if I were to run. You know what I mean? I had to, oh, I had yeah. to bring in another person to check this thing because I got I'm running like a, a pre-built PC that has, I think, a different maybe like graphics card. Like I think I took Isaiah's graphics card and put it in there and or his RAM or something because he had like a better one. So th that's all. And I didn't do that and touch that. That's not my purview. So, yeah, you know, it's good for them to, I think, at least get ahead of it and sort of draw attention to this kind of thing for those who read this and immediately derive deep meaning from it. But for everybody else, yeah, it's probably, you know, a quick Google, a quick check. Um, what about you? Is your PC ready to run this thing? I mean, I don't know. I read this and I, I started sweating because, like, it took me two days to install uh, what my NVIDIA 3080 or RTX 3080 and then also install, like, an internal SSD drive. It took me days to do that. And so you're telling me that I need, I need to check my cooling systems or else I could hit thermal throttling. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're telling me right now. Could I have swapped CD these project? words with other words and you would still just believe that they're real? Like, are you kidding me? We, yeah. we, we use all that you have. So workload on CPU, 90% on eight cores expected. The fuck are you telling me? I don't know what these words mean. I might just no. play this on PlayStation 5. Even though now that you're saying this, I'm like, are we going to have a repeat? Like, is, if I got to turn on this game on PS5 and it's going to like... Is, is gonna start <laughs> chugging and places is like oh shit we gotta dig this i have to imagine again. that they wouldn't make the same mistake twice with the same game but no, like, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm that's not gonna happen but like it's crazy that it is crazy that the same I do think game people's is heads making go there though i think with a story like this people start thinking about that even if it's not necessarily gonna be true i'm i'm, I'm really curious to check this out just for the fact that i am playing the same game here right like this is the same game that's been yeah. out since 2020 and you're telling me a, a an expansion to it is going to like really push the limits of hardware that's cool i didn't know that could happen i'm very excited for that i'm gonna turn on dlss for this thing let's go all right let me know how it how it shakes out and i'm sure andy will just hop in his spaceship and play it just fine not even have to do anything to his oh, build yeah. but andy was anticipating it he's already checked his thermal throttles <laughs> yeah the cooling vents <laughs> yeah he's already he's already defrosted what he needs to he's defrost. already defrosted his fucking pc he's ready to play some cyberpunk absolutely our final news story for you, story number five, Pokemon and Van Gogh Museum are collaborating. This comes from a tweet uh, that was put out this morning from at Pokemon, where they tweeted out, Pokemon cross Van Gogh Museum Amsterdam from the 28th of September, 2023. More information is coming soon. Uh, Jana, during the ad break, you mentioned that you saw this and you got excited about this. Yes. What I just like for me i well i love pokemon obviously um and i also am a big fan of museums especially art museums uh, i will say am I, am I the biggest van gogh fan i guess maybe not but like overrated you know what i mean this it. van gogh guy yeah like you know i've seen you know, it you know the, okay, I get it. The, catalog. Blue, the blue era i get it like yeah. you know all right he yeah no jay-z you know i mean i like the swirls i'm not gonna lie i'm a fan of swirls but yeah <laughs> only uh, a few people would have caught it I love the what idea of like talking about um, these <laughs> classic artists, like they're like rappers. It's like, yo, drop your top. Who's your top five artists? I got Van Gogh number one. Oh man, top artists. That's interesting. I I feel like you know. I got Banksy number two on my roster. I, okay. <laughs> yeah, the full gambit. Um, I think it's what was it Birth Medeso or something? The woman who painted like woman at your friend at your towelette or whatever or like. You know, it's at the Art Institute of Chicago. So, my, yeah, my art background, actually, like, something that I feel like I must have told this story on content, because you're on the internet long enough, you've told everyone everything about everything. Um, but I used to, um, I was an intern at the Art Institute of Chicago 
um like i worked in the family programs division and then i got to also tour other sectors of the museum including like you know the restoration sector like i shadowed docents on their tours um that's like why i know about like that pseudo specific painting again probably not specific if you know art but like is a little specific if you're a regular person who just sometimes walks into a museum um but yeah i mean this sounds cool i get a kick out of the funky pokemon museum collabs like we've seen little pop-up things happen on smaller scales with like i know there's been like pokemon anatomy stuff or like you know other pokemon things like integrated like with the museum experience so yeah this sounds fun hopefully it's actually good though i will say sometimes these more gimmicky for lack of a better term art situations yeah that's the painting i love that painting it's so beautiful um uh who, 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 yeah who did the painting of like the woman that's like oh the scream yeah oh chat will know i don't remember offhand that wasn't that was that was not van gogh i don't know who that was i'll be honest like i'm not even gonna pretend because like, if that I was van gogh i want like a pikachu version of that people were saying it was you know mystic <laughs> says it was Stop, me. don't say it was me that's not true you are saying munch and i don't know if they're joking <laughs> <laughs> no facts um we also have tupac y'all you know what y'all are gonna be banned from the chat all right all these time yourselves out okay um, yo edward munch okay it, it was edward munch okay yeah 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 okay um, well that wouldn't go well in, in that case i want like jigglypuff and starry night i guess i don't know it's the one van gogh painting <laughs> no know. no i feel you there's the bedroom um they, they showed the flowers as well sorry if i don't remember the actual names of the paintings um but yeah i don't I don't know if this will just be again the paintings kind of repainted but with pokemon in them i <laughs> Wait, think it'll be like a fun DJ Kento cute... says isn't the scream missing is that true isn't that like a world know. famous painting? you're telling me that it just went missing did somebody People steal, it? steal a lot of stuff that's sick as hell um i forgot like i think i was told a story about someone breaking in and stealing something from the art institute but i don't remember really what it was and it was also like like hey you know, like, you know i was like, like hey what's what, what's happened to this museum um but anyway teal the art i love museums oh, I, we love have the art. Location. I love also it's edward munch not edward ah, i didn't edward, see the okay. but uh it, can you scroll down again i didn't see the location is <laughs> is in the, the munch museum <laughs> the national gallery and munch museum in norway okay well let's head on over and so, yeah we know the out. exact location of the screen we're good everybody it's okay see, see where it's <laughs> Calm at down. Um, we got it. But yeah, this is a cute collab. You know, hopefully they do it in a way. What, what it was, I was gonna stolen mention was the... in 2004. That's insane. <laughs> this has gone completely off the rails at this point. We're now like deep in the weeds of in, Wikipedia. In 2008, <laughs> um, what was that? Ida Mitsu committed an endowment of 4 million Norwegian krone towards the, con con <laughs> the conservation, research, and pres uh, presentation of the Scream and Madonna. The singer? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the so, long I heard pause. Kevin laugh in the other room. Anyway, hopefully this is better than like what I heard. The, the, they had that Van Gogh um like immersive like exhibit that toured for a while, and everyone said it sucked. It was basically just like a projector for like fifty, sixty dollars. Super so. loud too. Like the yeah. first, oh, I didn't go, go see it. Yeah, no, I didn't okay. go see it. But like a friend of mine went, and then like two weeks later, Paul was like, "Oh, I'm thinking about going." I was like, "Fuck, sounds like it's terrible." And then sure enough, she came back from it. And I was like, well, how was it? She was like, it was awful. Just yeah, super loud. One of the projectors was broken. It's a bummer. Yeah, so hopefully this is um, more fun than that. Yeah. Uh, it seems cool. This is like a cute little collab. Yeah, I'm, going Van I'm going Van Gogh, Banksy. Um, who's the guy that was painting them Campbell's chicken soup? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. No, I do, but my brain actually just started breaking. I know that artist. Who's, who's it's going to drive me crazy. Who's the homie? 
That was like that. Warhol. 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 Yeah, Warhol's up. Warhol might be number one actually. I like the fake answers though. Mark Echo. Yeah, famed artist Mark Echo. Who was the homie that Echo. did like the the fingers touching? It was God. M oh, um, God in the um, was it Adam? Was it Leonardo? Right? He, or the, the, the creation painting? No. Yeah, the yeah, creation. The creation painting. Chapel? The sixteenth. Yeah, the the sixteenth chapel. Sixteen. The sixteenth chapel. Yeah. Michelangelo, Michelangelo. Michelangelo, there we go. I always mix those. Michelangelo's That's an up average there American sure. cultural history knowledge. Yeah, bless you. Have to stop like naming famous artworks for me to then not remember who made them. Like it's just. <laughs> bless. How do you feel about M.C. Escher? Oh, I actually really like M.C. Escher. Actually, oh, all right. actually, M.C. So. Escher is up there. And yeah, fuck Part yeah, of this is. is because I played Manifold Garden, oh. and that whole game is yeah, just yeah. inspired by M.C. Escher shit of like the the like infinite stairs and all that shit. That stuff is really cool to look at. And so, no, yeah, MC Escher, top, that's definitely my top five MCs. <laughs> there it is. There <laughs> top five MCs. MC Escher. Oh, my God. MC Hammer. Um, I don't know. McDonald's. <laughs> the, the list goes on in terms of MCs. That I, MC it is Light. far too early for you to be this <laughs> off the rails at this point. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to get to the rest of the day. Janet. I can, oh, Roger McCorney's out there, my favorite artist, too. His thumbnails throughout the chain. Uh, Janet. I can't wait to see what this Pokemon and Vango collaboration looks like. But, oh, God, it's 11 10. But <laughs> that exhibit is just so far away. If I want to come out to Memograph shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Eternites for PS5, PS4, and PC. Now our play with your food for PS5, PS4, PC, and Mac. Was it Nor? I think it's Nor. When I said Nor, it felt like I was an Australian, the Australian person. Australian No? Yeah, an Australian now. No. That's what it felt. Yeah, Nor. Yeah, play with your food. Uh, Super Barman R2 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It's crazy that I didn't know that there was a second one of these coming out. You know? The first one was the Switch launch title. That was a big deal. Now they're just putting out the, the sequel. Uh, Myth Force for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch. Life by You Early Access for PC, and then the Isle Tide Hotel for PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Switch, and Mobile. New dates for you. Planet Zoo Oceana Pack is set to launch on Steam on September 19th. Football Manager 2024 launches November 6th on Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PS5, Switch, Mobile, and PC. That is, of course, on my fantasy draft. Look out. Uh, Slave Zero X launches February 21st, 2024 on Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty Night City Wirestream is set for September 14th at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. And then RGG Summit is set for September 20th at 12 p.m. JST. Deal of the day for you. Hypnospace Outlaw is $6.99 on US eShop. Uh, and Janet, now it's time kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong where you write in let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh, uh that's it for xcast uh Thierry, from who uh, is the developer of sea of stars mentioned on the fps podcast that sea of stars has over two million players total when including sales and subscription services and I'm sure Unity looked at that and went, wait a second. <laughs> that doesn't match yeah. that 250,000 copies sold. They're like, million? whoa, people being successful after yeah. using our engine? They're like, wait. You, uh, How can I make this involve me? <laughs> you're telling me with our engine, you got a million and 750,000 more players that aren't paying to play the game, that aren't buying copies of the game. You're cutting us out of that. 
oh, we're changing our policies. That's what Unity did. Um, Skeeter says, uh, in terms of fighting being more difficult in AC Mirage, I feel like that's an improvement on the design of the old games. I feel like fleeing from a bunch of guards after detection using parkour feels more classic AC than the old fighting. That what are was... these subjective urons? Yeah, that's not really no, that's, that's like that's Come an on opinion. Now. That's an opinion. No, yeah. And then uh, Roddick, uh, the homie from CD Projekt, says, uh, "Bless neither Cyberpunk 2077 after update 2.0 nor Phantom Liberty will melt your PC. Game will perform well on recommended hardware. Check our updated system requirements and keep your cooling systems well maintained." Appreciate that, Radic. I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. Because I don't know where I would even... St- I don't even know if my PC has cooling systems. Is that a requirement? Do all PCs have yes, cooling systems? Yes, they do. Is it the fans? Are That's they the- what stops it is the, the fans. So, often it's like also a little like water... What is it? You know, like a... The, like your cooling system. Like there'll be a block that's connected on top of your CPU. And that's a liquid cooling Can system. Can I just put some ice on it? No. No? No. <laughs> I can't like get like a block of ice and just put it on top of my PC. No, that, 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 would, that would short circuit it very hard. Huh. It seems like a mistake. Mm. Mm. I'm going to develop this. Make just it take the sides off. Uh, yeah, like, can I just take the sides off? If I just take those glass... Have I don't like this PCs. game. I don't like this game we're playing. It's making feel, me feel icky. What happens if I take the sides off? I'm just giving it more like breathing space. you got to air it out a little it's bit. It's going to be dust. You'll touch it by accident. It'll electrocute you. I'll touch it by accident. Yeah, but think about it. Cool I'm swinging my feet under there. Yeah, desk. 100%. Your feet aren't floating. You're touching the ground. I mean, I, well, they, my feet are touching the ground. I'm not that <laughs> Chet short. says fill it with beans. I love how I'm saying that. My feet are not touching the ground right now. I'll tell you that. Hold on. Now they are. I just screwed up. Tomorrow's host for a kind of funny games day, they're going to be me and the one and only Andy Cortez. Uh, if you're watching this live after the post show, Mike is playing some of that there, Kingdom Hearts. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, Game Daily. Digital. But it's all good because we've got Mike here ready to run the post show. I'll see Oh no, what's that? Uh-huh. The iPhone event. Yeah. On the new iPhone, you can play Resident Evil 4 Remake, Whoa. Resident Evil Village, and Assassin's Creed Mirage. Holy cow. Wait, 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 wait. On the new iPhone? On the new iPhone. What about the new Assassin's Creed? Aren't they making a mobile Assassin's Creed? Correct. And they're also putting out Mirage. Correct. Which is an is it actual... just like an app? Well, is you it would... through cloud? You would think that the excitement would be that you would play an Assassin's Creed game and then go, oh shit, they're making another Assassin's Creed game for my phone? That's crazy. Yeah, but like if you can play Mirage on your phone, does that not just mean they can port the other Assassin's Creed games onto your phone? Ubisoft, baby. And also, why do you need to make a, the mobile Assassin's Creed game? Les, you're asking too many questions. That why no are you one put, knows the you're making a mobile to. Assassin's Creed game? It's Ubisoft, man. Just, it's Ubisoft. Just, just go and put They're some also water. making a pirate game. Skull and Bones? And they're also making oh, yeah. X Defiant. They're making a lot of games you excited, over there. You excited for any of these? <laughs> no, no. They're making a lot of games. I forgot about Skull and Bones. Hi, Janet. It's great to see you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm wonderful, Janet. We have a lot to catch up on you and I that I cannot wait to chat it up with you about. Of course, blessing. Yes, I am wearing brand new kind of funny merch. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, I was going to say. I was like, that looks Debuting different. and showing off and teasing some kind of funny brand new merch coming very, very soon. Mike, who's your, uh, top, your, drop your top five artists. For music? No. Just like visual artists, the painters, Il- illustrators, sculptors, if you want. Uh, my guys, two G's and counting, K- J- uh, Garrison Gist. Um, shout out to Garrison out there. He uh, a lot of paintings in my house from him. Nice. Um, 
There's this lovely artist up in Steamboat Springs who drew a great painting of me on the snow bike. Uh, I believe her name is Ski Bum Art. Shout out to Ski Bum Art uh, right there. I really think she does some great stuff. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Mike Bennett up in Portland, Oregon, who does some really fun, uh, like, cute animals and like janet if you have kids one day and like you want to put a slow Don't sign you want to put a slow <laughs> sign out in like the street so they can play safely he does like fun cute like animal uh snow or slow signs which i thought yeah. were really cute um I, I like the implication that like <laughs> mike like looked at me and was like he's not gonna have kids I was that too. <laughs> I, like, like mike was like let's 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 cut the fat in this conversation yeah. <laughs> ah, let's talk to someone who if actually you has a have chance, kids okay? janet uh, it's not gonna be blessed it's not gonna be kevin no and i mean I, the, he was not wrong <laughs> i have uh, three more quick shout outs i think i'm gonna have kids someday he'll have some kids someday then why didn't you yeah. refer to kevin well, I, I, I like to get you and Janet involved because you're my two people that I'm talking to. <laughs> Putting kids on Janet's in the jacket. box right now. <laughs> you can't put uh, kids on kids on My Janet. final three really quick shout-outs. Nerf Alice, Chris Young-Toff, and, of course, the incredible Jesse, uh, who does all of the kind of funny stuff. Those oh, yeah. are my my five top artists right now. See, what's funny is I was, th- I was considering, like, you know, a Van Gogh or, like, uh, a no, Warhol. No. There, like the there, classics. There's well, me. Oh, Angel. Chris Anka as well. Yeah, don't forget. Oh, Chris, Chris Anka's Anka. up some, there for sure. Put some respect on Chris Anka's name. I love I got, Chris I got Anka. Chris Anka above Vingo. One day I'm going to save my pennies up and I'm going to get a Chris Anka original in my house. Ooh. It's going to take a while, Chris Anka. So I'll get like? back would to you, you in 2027. Like, would you want a spider person or would you want like you as a spider person? Or do you just want him to like. No, I want to give Chris Anka a check and just say, make whatever you want. Mm. Get Ooh. weird. That's Get sick. weird with that, it. But know? you're gonna have that in your house. That's a sacrifice. Uh huh. Because what if he just makes some wild shit? That's fine. What if like that was the day where Chris Get was wild. like, I'm gonna turn to the dark side. <laughs> he can do that. He can <laughs> he do that. Some wild I'm shit. saving my money. I'm saving my money. Um, welcome in, kind of funny best friends. It is your games daily post show with me, Snowbike Mike, and your two incredible show hosts. Of course, I have Janet Garcia here and Blessing Eddie Oye Jr. And I'm excited to jump into the chat with all of you. Don't forget, you can get involved right now during our post shows by, of course, using that super chat feature or the hype chat feature over on Twitch and on YouTube. Of course, if you want to dive into today's news stories a little bit deeper than the show did, or if you want to bring up a random topic of discussion like Janet, how's your Kingdom Hearts playthrough going? Let me know all about it right now. Oh, man. I got to see where I'm at. I'm going to try to pull it up on my thing. Uh, it's going great. I'm enjoying my time. Okay. Um, I'm shocked that I'm enjoying my time because it was such a could go in any direction type of game yeah like yeah. you hear everything from everybody like the people that like it or like don't play it the people that don't like it or like don't play it the people that don't like it or like play it because i'm not gonna play it and i want to see someone play it and, then, and so you get whether you like it or dislike it you have an opinion and it might be to play or not play it which mm. they don't align based on liking it which is very rare like i've never seen that i think with a game ever um i've been playing games for like 20 years or something um yeah, where am I now? I'm at, um, and no spoilers, please, for the world. I'm at, I just did the Monstro stuff, which I know you did as well. And I did some of the tournaments, the optional. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Tournaments at mm-hmm. the back of the place or whatever, like the freaking Coliseum. Yes. And I squared up against Olympia. Um, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who I was fighting. Um, the dog, there. the scary dog, Cerberus. I, I, I've been fought the dog. Like, so the dog was earlier. Got that handled that you know, one. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm back for like the optional like grind of things. Oh, it doesn't okay. End with you fighting like two people though, and the yeah. people were really good, and I was like, this is too much. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm playing on easy, so I'm having an easy time just oh, kind of breezing yeah, nah, through it. Oh, 
People wanted me to just get the story. That's what they wanted. They were like, Mike, don't have, you don't want to worry about the grind, Mike. A lot of people were worried that I'd have to worry about the grind. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, and I, you know, play games how you want, play games however it works for you. The thing that I'm, I'm sad you're missing out on is how ridiculously hard this video game is, Mike. Mike, this is, I've had to go to places. I've had to go to, yes, that freaking dog you're talking about. I think that, I think I was fighting that dog for an hour. I swear to God. Oh my gosh. I swear to God. It is, it is, it is like Demon Souls. Like I beat Demon Souls and I, I think back (laughs) to my Souls training when I'm out here fighting these battles. Well, thank you to the chat for making sure I played on easy. Uh, that's great to hear, Jan. I'm, I, I love that you're playing it. You and I are playing it. We're having some fun with it because, yeah, I think there's a lot of preconceived notions that could have gone into this. And I think for me, if I brought in like a Nick or an Andy or anyone from the team alongside me, I think we quickly would have got derailed and made fun of the game and like not given it the proper due. And so I feel like me being alone by myself, I'm able to be like, okay, like let's, you know, let's actually dive in and try. And I'm having a ton of fun with it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I'm excited to see it all the way through. That's the main goal. See it through. And I see Janet right now raising some money for a great cause. Opportunity to play Kingdom Hearts 2. So if you want to see Janet play Kingdom Hearts 2, you can go on over. She's having a great charity stream right now with the American Heart Association, Janet, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. She's doing big things over there. Big things popping. Twitch streamer. You're a Twitch streamer, too. Remember that. Not really. <laughs> You're a Twitch well, streamer. I guess this is on Twitch. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, when did you last stream on your channel? I've yeah, yeah. been a little while. Yeah, like I don't, I don't stream game. that often on my channel. Yeah. Maybe it's just like that, like, I go home thing. and I'm like, what if I just lied down? <laughs> you get know, horizontal. Yeah. See? What if I get horizontal? You can't get horizontal. Like, you know, what if I just don't interact with the outside world? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I love to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Janet. Yeah. yeah, I love laying down, but here's the deal. You can't get horizontal. I Can, I, can we talk about this morning really quick? You lay down without getting horizontal? Like, well, like, I mean, like, I'm saying you can't. Like, the moment you get horizontal, your day oh. is over, right? Oh, yeah. Perfect example today. Janet, we get a great early morning workout in, right? I'm feeling good, looking good. The sun rises. I go into work. I'm feeling good. Me and Roger start moving some stuff. Blessings chopping it up with Roger. We're teasing Roger. We're having a good time, right? Mm-hmm. Roger then says, hey, there's an Apple event. Let's turn it on. I proceed mm-hmm. to sit down, Janet, and I haven't got up for the past oh hour. God, so, like, my day's ruined now. I, I shouldn't like have sat nap, down. Though. A good nap? No, I hate naps, actually. <gasps> I, yeah, I feel like I'm wasting the day if I nap. I hate what? naps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I have a, a big nap, problem dude. with naps. I need a good nap. Really? Or else, like, otherwise, I'm falling asleep. I've been falling asleep at 10 p.m., 9.30 p.m. That's good. Like the last That's good few months. Right? That's great for you. Yeah, but I, I, I have things to do. Like, I, I, <laughs> I want to be productive, and I'm in bed like, oh, fuck, it's 9.30. I got to go to sleep. You know, that's why, like, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be more active on naps because I think if I get home right after work and just take a quick nap, no, I think I'm gonna be able to stay up longer. But then you're gonna get addicted to the naps. Like I, oh, I'm wow. team. I like naps, but yeah. I'm team nap sparingly. Like, I think a nap should be reserved yeah. for when you really need it. And I guess you're saying, oh, I need it every day, but then maybe you're not like. Well, you said you sleep pretty early, though. Are you actually sleeping though, or are you just scrolling? No, I'm sleeping. I'm dude. I'm sleeping. Mm. So it's, are you getting like eight hours a night? Well, the thing is, so my napping has changed since, um, well, when I am getting a lot of hours, but the, also my napping has changed since coming into the office. When I was working from home, I was napping like crazy, dude. Like, don't tell our bosses this, but like, I'll finish an episode of KHD and just slither into bed. Good for you. Wake up at 1230. That's fine. Like, yeah, right. why not? <laughs> Let's do PS. Yeah, yeah, he needs a little nap. <laughs> I'll, I'll just napping all the time. It's hard, to na- it's hard to nap when Greg Miller's watching me. I've noticed, though, mm-hmm. you coming in at 8 a.m., Yeah. right? We've talked about it. You've been coming in earlier. You're on the ball more. 
Like we yeah. talked about, right? Where like sometimes you felt like you were still starting your motor during KFGD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a noticeable change that like you're on now. I appreciate it. I think it. the two hours essentially yeah. ahead of like showtime with like pre-work yeah, and just I, being up, I think it showed that you're, I'm you're drinking, on it. I'm now. drinking coffee earlier. I'm getting yeah. food in me earlier. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I'm getting started earlier. So by the time I sit down, now it's like, all right, I'm kind of ready to roll. Yeah. Um, right. But I'm only able to do that because I'm going to bed early. I wake up at, at 6.30. I'm like, fuck, I'm just laying here now. <laughs> like I can't sleep anymore. <laughs> Come to the gym with us. Uh, let's jump into the chat right now. We got my guy, Big. He's got about seven this is first G's in that one. Yeah, this is our first Janet one. has a hard out in five minutes. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll make this happen. Janet, you're incredible. Quick one for you then, Janet. Do you think Nintendo will release an upscaled Breath of the Wild? Uh, No. I feel like they just don't do that with their games. I don't think I can think of an example where they've done that. There's a world where we could see maybe just like... Even the remasters, they don't do a lot of. So yeah, I don't. I think what we got for Breath of the Wild is what what we have. Okay. I think uh, God, it's that thing of this Nintendo. Nintendo's weird. I think it'd be so smart to when the Switch Two comes around, us get a bundled Breath of the Wild plus Tears of the Kingdom like remastered collection, where it is like you know DLSS ray tracing better resolution because i don't know if you've seen this but like the talk is that at gamescom behind closed doors they brought devs in and they're showing off devs a version of breath of the wild that was like this up res or up um up sampled really yeah the like dlss um okay breath of the wild okay what they're showing people but like that could just be a demo thing it probably is just a demo thing yeah i think it'd be so smart to do a tears plus breath um i don't know why i said it like that but a tears of the kingdom plus breath of the wild yeah. collection um, be a killer combo be a great combo for sure DJ Kenzo writes in and says, shout out to Nerf Alice, best artist. She's great. Raleigh says, Mike, does Blessing's feet touch the floor? Yes, <laughs> no. they do, Raleigh. He's 6'4 really? uh, in real life. Very tall nice. dude. Great looking. Very handsome. Well-dressed. Yeah. Feet are touching the floor right now. I wish I was shorter than 6'4, though, because, like, 6'4 is too tall. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, 6'4 is the optimal height. 6'4 is too tall. 6'4 is where you want to be. Like, I feel like if I was a strong... Say five eight. I feel like that'd be worth it. Oh, okay, you know? okay, like, yeah, yeah. Good, like that's a really good height right there. Well, you know, people will be looking forward like, to seeing just, you. Just tall enough is what they call five eight. Uh, final one for Janet before we have to say goodbye to her really quick. CJ writes in and says, "Will you get a Sony SOP slash Nintendo Direct this week?" Oh, this week? No. It's Tuesday. When we already know? know. I don't think we get a state of play. Okay. The Nintendo Direct rumors have been so <laughs> they've been so thick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I think either this week or next week. Really? Prediction, yeah. A Sony State like, of Play. What's today, Tuesday? Or no, Nintendo Direct. Direct. I think uh, Nintendo Direct, not a State of Play. Wow. I think a Direct. Oh, my gosh. It's possible that they, like, show up tomorrow and they're like, State of, or, uh, Nintendo Direct coming Thursday. Like, Nintendo does that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. This is based on all the rumors. I feel like one sometime this month is guaranteed. The thing I hate about the Nintendo rumors, I know sometimes there's like more trusted sources than like others, but I feel like people will just randomly be like, a direct's happening soon. And it's like based on just the, their their vibe. And I'm like, it's yeah. not a rumor. That's just you feeling that. Like, don't be putting mm. that out on the ether because now people will like read that. And it's like a game of messed up telephone. Or people, yeah. And then they have so many directs so often that it's like, at one point you're going to kind of be right. So then you'd be like, you see? I know it's I, I have my hand on the pulse. I'm like, yeah, no, like it's just they just have a heartbeat. So like you're going to feel it at some point. But like, yeah, like, but like I, there's there, again, there's a thickness to the rumors this time around. Where I'm yeah, like, there, there's something there. I think there's something there. Is it, is it thick with a Q? Uh, it's thick with two C's. Thick with two, two C's. C's. Okay. Yeah, that's very thick. That's very thick. Very thick. Okay. Yes. Final one before we say goodbye to Janet. Stephen Perez writes in and says, take a nap. 
Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's Kind of Funny Games Daily Super Chat Post Show. We are far from done. Of course, I'm kicking it over to the lab for more Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix gameplay right now. We'll say goodbye to Janet, but you can catch her on so much more Kind of Funny content and all of her awesome content over on her personal Twitch channel and so much more because she's doing everything. We didn't even get to talk about Halloween Horror Nights and what she thought about The Last of Us one. Janet, you owe me that one. We do need to talk about that, but she's got to go. So goodbye, Janet. We'll see you later. Blessing, great show today. You too. Goodbye, everyone. I'm taking over now. I got to go over there. Goodbye.